On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we're talking The Gentleman. Also, our intro is going to be switched up a little bit. Unfortunately, today, Kobe Bryant passed away. And as a kid growing up, he was always my favorite athlete. So I threw together a little compilation audio track for you guys. I hope you enjoy it and enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome into Movie Stalkers, episode 12. I am Brad, and I'm here with Thomas. Yo. And Cody. Hey, um, I can neither confirm nor deny whether I sharted today. I'm pretty sure you can confirm or deny. Confirmed. Okay. Can you, conf- was- can you confirm is that the first time it's happened? or No. God, that's a lot. <laughs> In 27 years of age, you think I've only sharted once? Yeah, no, I'm not a god. My uh, my roommate was my roommate was saying that he had to get drug tested and he like didn't have to pee at all. This was like two weeks ago, and so he had to like force his pee out hell hard. And he's like, I low key sharded my pants trying to pee hell hard <laughs> at a drug test. So he's like, yo, his hands in the drug test and fucking leaves, <laughs> comes home to shower. Dude, I sharded my pants today. We we ate pho. Because I haven't been feeling good since I woke up, and I've got to do a lot of traveling coming up. After I finished eating the pho and the egg rolls, we went to pay, or Logan went to the bathroom or something, and I went to fart, and then it turns out it couldn't, <laughs> it it couldn't be trusted. Yeah. It just happened. Oh, no. My Speaking tummy was of... a little bubbly from the uh, pho. Speaking of a... Uh, <laughs> a little bubbly. Speaking of sharding, <laughs> um, Cody, how epic was my poop that I sent you? <laughs> you didn't did I, had you? A fucking, I had a fucking laugh about that dude oh. so we were talking about how we've been like taking kratom and like it like uh-huh. kind of makes us like a little constipated we think like where our poops lately have, like my poops lately have been like little rabbit drops and then like and then it'll be followed by a big a big log and then like i don't poop for like a day or two so it's like definitely slowed down my gi and so i got home from my first night shift and i'm not even fucking kidding Dude, I'm, I'll send you a photo right now, but I'll put it in the group chat. I no, <laughs> please um, no. <laughs> and I literally was actually like moaning, like as I'm trying to push this fucking thing out. <laughs> it was so big, I had to break it into three pieces because it wouldn't it wouldn't flush. Do you sound like the T Rex in Jurassic Park too when it no, gets I caught? No, I sound like fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I sound like fucking Nancy Pelosi at a women's rights fucking riot. Did you just send me that picture of it again? <laughs> Yeah, I sent it to Brad. It's in the group text. Um, oh no! Yeah, it's the size. It's the size of a Gatorade bottle. So from what it looks like in the picture. Literally, it it made my butt bleed a little bit. Yeah, I found the max capacity of of my my 
no longer virgin s but uh yeah, <laughs> the, max, the having, max diameter yeah me and cody were having a fucking roll about it because it was just oh, it was too impressive fuck. at the time <laughs> it just reminded me of south park what do you well, mean it was, <laughs> it's unequaled for its age man yeah yeah true right back on brand <laughs> <laughs> that's probably an average average size sized shit for like the rock or like andre the giant or something which is so weird yeah like they need bigger toilets we have <laughs> we have a bariatric which is like a uh just a term for fat people bariatric uh toilet at the hospital on the sixth floor and it literally looks like i could fucking maybe take a bath in it <laughs> so it's for really big people it's for people like oh, my 800 pound life pounds. For 700 yeah. to like a thousand pound people. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of those in real life? Uh, I've seen a 1,002 pound person. And Dude, if one of them big, ever comes big. into a hospital you're working at, you have to fucking tell me. Okay. Um, How many uh, wolves do you think someone that size could feed? Oh, a fucking army, dude. I could basically <laughs> at least feed a pack. North, uh, ba- at least North a pack. Korea is going to kidnap them because they can probably feed the army for at least a week. You know if that's a pay-per-view you're buying, like 1,000-pound yeah. person eaten by a pack of wolves. So the way I say that, think about how much a thousand pers- what a 1,000-pound person looks like is try to imagine what a 2-foot, 50-year-old looks like. And don't think like Yoda or anything. Like Think like you know what a real 2-foot, 50-year-old person would look like. Like an adult. Like no shorter than mini me. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. You like see it and you're like, Jesus. The dude yeah, needed uh, three beds laid out laid next to each other. That's Whoa. sad. I hope mm-hmm. they get help. The only issue that I have with these people that are extremely overweight, like do whatever you want with your life, whatever makes you happy. The number one issue I have is it puts my physical health at risk yours because he yeah. has to move i have them. to fucking move those people and like yeah i can use a hoyer lift that can lift up to a thousand pound person but like you know and they always say like oh if the patient's about to fall like make sure you wrap your arm around them and try to fall with them and i'm like fuck no they can fucking fall and you can write me up <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna catch a thousand I'm pound not, person dude, i'll, I'll literally nurses, suffocate and they won't be able to yeah, move the amount of nurses that you know my mom, same thing. She had to take you know three months off work because she threw out her back moving a patient. Like on night shift, I was telling Brad last night, like we had a really aggressive patient, and like there's two male nurses on the floor. So who do they come grab? The two male nurses. When he, <laughs> there's a big patient needs to be moved. Someone comes and grabs me. I'm just a piece of meat to everyone. That's the shit that doesn't sound fun. It, it I don't mind it, but it is like one of those things where I literally do sometimes. Well, feel it's like, it's like oh you. It's just because I'm a guy. You're like, it's oh, one of those things muscle. where you're not getting paid to do that. Like you're not no, getting extra pay, you know? Yeah, but I'm. But then again, on the total flip side, so many of the people I work with know more, way more than I do. So like when I need help with something, they do come help me. So at right. least I have a, I guess you could say like niche to be like, oh, here's where Thomas is useful and someone else isn't. That's, yeah, that's cool. I mean, you're new, so you shouldn't have to know a lot. You'll get sick of it. Like, that's the one thing I hate. Bleep, bleep that. Um, but that's the one thing, it, you know, being at a grocery store at night sometimes, and especially lately, is dealing with people high on drugs walking into the store when we're closed and having Damn. to deal with them <clears throat> and having to, like, you know, kick them out and then call the cops and deal with them over and over. And it's just like, all right, this isn't really in my job description at all. It's a reason why I work at the grocery store and I'm not a fucking cop. Do they try to steal shit or do they just come in there for because of the warmth? Dude, both. Yeah, I know. I was going to back, you know, piggyback off that. I had a patient who in 2019 had been in, in the emergency department 25 times. He was homeless. Or, Holy shit, oh, dude. Wow. Usually alcohol-related issues, but... My new uh, theory that I'm going to promote is um, you, if you do not have health insurance, you are homeless or do not have insurance, you can be treated three times a year at the hospital and that's it. Whatever you do with the, uh, with what you can come in, get fixed and what you do with the next two, you choose wisely. In Virginia, if you come in and they, you test positive for like meth or anything, basically drugs, and you have like a heart issue, for instance, they blacklist you. So they will fix you to the T. They're going to perform heart surgery, get you everything you need. If you ever come back in 
and you have uh, any drug in your system, they will send you home. Damn. They will not Yo, every, everybody gets one, Peter. Tell them. Yep. So, uh, hey, uh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man oh, said we all get one. <laughs> Anywho, um, we, are miss- we are missing Nick also, in case you guys haven't noticed. He's um, currently dealing with some not fun stuff. Um, Damn, I forgot all about that guy. Yeah. So we miss you, Nick. Hope everything's no, going Nick, okay. We love you, Nick. Yeah. Said, like any of us, crucial part of the show. And mm, easy, bud. <laughs> Didn't I? Don't know. I enjoy all <laughs> crucial. All three of you, I enjoy. If one of us is gone, there's something missing from the show. At least I feel like. I feel like as long as I'm here, it's great. I feel like if Cody's missing. I have like the other kind of quiet, easygoing guy missing from the show, so I have to deal with two assholes. If <laughs> Nick's gone, we're just missing a giant asshole, and the show's just not the same without it. And Life's not the same without a giant asshole. The show would be around. too weird if Thomas was gone. It would just be weird. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> um, oh, let's di- dive in, though. Um, me and Brad did our first uh, Brothers Bash uh, episode last week. Yeah, that was fun. Which I'm guessing Cody didn't listen to, but it's okay. What? No, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry. I've been very busy. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you're, type, as you're typing on the Google Doc. What are you talking about? Sure. You want me to listen to it right now while we're recording no. this? <laughs> Just everyone. Ev- I'm about everyone. to be on the road for three weeks. I was like, oh, I'll be able to listen to it literally Monday morning. I have to do work. Man. Damn. He got ahead of us on that one. I have to be in Vegas for two weekends. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever pays me in gum. I, I gotta <laughs> figure out a cool place to go watch the John Jones fight. Um, because I'll be in Vegas during. Can you stop talking for a second? <laughs> um, I it was a I think it was a good episode. For, um, if if you guys haven't listened to it, um, it's our latest episode before this one, episode twelve, I believe, right or 11? 12, 11 Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. basically, yeah. me and Brad. Uh, and the Brothers Bash will do them every once in a while to see if people like it, but we kind of dive more into the movie and kind of the actors, and um, hopefully it's a it's a way to kind of get people to see movies that aren't very popular that are actually really good. So I know that after um, a couple of people I talked to listened to it, they said like, "Oh, I want to I want to see it." The cool thing I think about our show is we don't take ourselves too seriously. That's why like we have so many fucking like jokes and you know this and that but at the same time like we really do love movies and like respect film so being able to do those every once in a while without like being too high on our high horse and you know kind of break down a film is fun and i think that's like what a lot of people relate to is like normal people talking about movies not but at the same time i think that's why people relate to our show is the mix between the humor and the you know fun and love for film that we have at the same time. Yeah. I hate film. I hate film. <laughs> Before you finish, didn't we talk about the Connor knockout already? Last I think week? maybe for a second. Oh. Cody, did you see it? Yeah, I watched it. It was crazy. Uh, we can talk about it for about as long as the fight lasted. Okay, starting 39, already. All right, so we're, how long was it? How long was the fight? I'm gonna time it. How long was the fight? Like 38. Seconds. Uh, 40 seconds. Okay, Mark, get set, go. All right, we have 40 seconds starting now. Who did you guys think was going to win? Uh, I thought it would be a close fight. Uh, I thought... Um, that wasn't a close fight. Um, you have 30 seconds left, by the way. Uh, I thought uh, <laughs> if, it, if it ended Your, your in the, eye is getting smashed right now? If it ended in the first round, it would be Connor. I thought if it went to the late rounds, it would be Cowboy. It never even got Fair. close. That shoulder oh, thing was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in a fight. Just what do you he mean? just literally he just literally sat there and took three shoulders to the face. Okay, Stephen like after the a. first two, he's like, uh, I probably should actually stop this. Five seconds. Four. Well, three. you don't think he was like Connor was like gripping him and like forcing him into that position? Too late. We'll never know. We had forty seconds. God Super damn. Bowl, huh? Yeah. Um, Super Bowl. I just hope to God the Niners don't win. Me and Brad kind of touched this. I thought I converted you. You didn't convert me. Ah. I'm going for the Chiefs. Hmm. All right, man. Joe Montana's so. team. Yeah, I can't root for the Niners with you guys in the same division. Yeah, because you're a Rams fan. I'm a Rams fan, so I have to. I just, I cannot have. 
it, it, in a way, I guess it would be good for a, some a team for my division to win. Be like, oh well, you we're the best Wilkes. division. We're the best <laughs> division, but that doesn't fucking mean dick to me, dude. Tom, you know, if you came down here, we could take the monorail from my house to the Rams Stadium. Watch a Rams game. Actually, I don't know if they're playing there yet. Where did they play? We could probably take a trail there. Train they're there. They're playing the Coliseum. The new one that's being built by you. It's being built. I think like downtown LA. Okay. Southeast downtown. And that's like 300 acres in Hollywood, I think is what it is. That'll be interesting to, to see how game. that arena shakes out. The NFL is going to have fucking like two new arenas in the same fucking year. Yeah. And apparently a lot of people don't like the, the Chargers still. Yeah, I don't see anyone charge, repping the Chargers down here. It's all Rams. I feel like if the NFL was smart, they would build the Chargers a new stadium in San Diego. And just make it a smaller one. You know, like, the Sacramento Kings always build smaller arenas. Build the Chargers a smaller... Make it small and, like, feel, like, inclusive. And you sell out tickets. Or sell out a quarter of the fucking new arena, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I heard... I don't even know if this is true at all, but if the NFL goes abroad, the Chargers would be, like, the London team. Yeah, I've heard that too. Them or like Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, also, total side note: if any you guys or pe- everyone listening, um, there's like a video on YouTube. It's like ten minutes long, and it's like it talks about all the effort it takes, what it takes to do the uh, the abroad game, the the London game, and like they plan for it a, like nine months in advance, and like send over shipping crates that take like three months to get there, and all the meals and everything is like planned out. It's just insane. Like, and how much it really does impact. They talk about how much it impacts the players and like how they like literally get a sleep scientist to figure out the best time for them to all sleep and when to actually be awake and how to get there and be on the best circadian rhythm they can be for the game. It's crazy. Hmm. And like how, like just like the biggest impact could be like where your game is the week before. Like if you're like the Rams the year they did it, they were in Atlanta the game before. So they were, already able to adjust to a time zone three hours like they had already a three-hour cushion as opposed to i forget who they played but the other people weren't on that three-hour cushion right so makes sense yeah anywho wouldn't they just Hmm. take drugs to sleep if you're doing it once a year no brad drugs are bad Mm, i'm pretty sure they all take like anything they need when their knee's not feeling good yeah tramadol Yeah. That'd be good for sleep. You've taken Ambien. Is it great? Uh, It's really good for making you fall asleep, but it doesn't really keep you asleep. It also, like, the kind of caveat to it is it makes you feel awesome, like, as soon as you take it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to fall asleep. You just want to, like, live in that mind state that you're in. Because you're like, I feel so cool right now. <laughs> you're like, why would I want to go to sleep? but if you can like lay down and close your eyes you will fall asleep but then you wake up a couple hours later it's a really weird and it affects everybody differently it's a weird drug cocaine's a hell of a drug (laughs) ambient's Um, a hell of a drug yeah and just know that if you like stay awake past the when you're supposed to fall asleep it'll make you basically black out It'll make you like, yeah, you'll like miss segments of what went on. Um, yeah, I'm sick. I I might have the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, Cody sent me a video of the coronavirus and it seems that, uh, it went from like 10 people and a week later it was 1200 people infected. What the fuck? Before we even talk about 40 people to 1200. Yeah. Before we even get into it, can we just fucking talk about how it started? Oh, yeah. What was it again? Fucking bats. (laughs) Not from fucking bats. Eating a goddamn bat soup. (laughs) And as Nick said, shout out Nick. He said if a third of China dies, he'd be okay with it. Yeah, (laughs) if they eat bats, dude. Like, I think you deserve that. You just deserve that. You're fucking stupid, dude. That's similar to someone who like sees a random mushroom and they're like, "Ooh, a mushroom!" and then they die from a poisonous mushroom. Our dad's no friend si- from high school I have died. Have no doing sympathy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you don't just eat shit, especially bats. You fucking crazy people. I don't. I don't get it, bro. 
You that's saying, how you uh, get a virus. <laughs> that's how you get pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, this is no, the just, dirt. What's the uh, over under? Not on deaths, but I guess just um, people infected next week for the podcast. I'm going to say 12,000. So it went from 40 to 1,200. What percent increase is that? Like 3,000% increase? 300%. <laughs> no way. It's more than that. Isn't it 300%? 40 yeah. divided by 120? No, it went to 1,200, not 120. I'm going to – I'm going to – and then so if I guess 1,200, 3,000% of that would be 360,000. Damn. Okay. All right. Let's get in the nitty gritty dirt real quick. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to do this because I'm the host and it's my job. And you guys typed it out. So, least amount of money to suck a dick, balls included, hmm. five dot 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 hundred question mark. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can erase the five. I'm going to. I just wrote that to be funny. It was meant. Cody meant to say five dollars, hundred. Um, we'll let uh, <laughs> Cody take it away first. We'll let Cody take it away first. I got a. I got a quick clarifying question. Is hmm. it to completion? What's? That's a very good question. That's okay. Fair. We're saying it's it's also like balls included and stuff. So you can name your price and what you're gonna do for that price. <laughs> what? Like, that's, but then, it's a little above my pay grade. I'm not well versed in the oh, pricing okay. structure of. We're saying, <laughs> we're saying, buddy. we're saying to the to finish, and you don't, and you can doesn't don't doesn't have to be in your mouth. We'll say that. All right. Um, no amount of money, probably. It really and depends, like if like people are depending on me or not. Like, are there little children like next to me crying because they're starving? Yes, and the world's gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We're talking money. It's, it's money. We're There's talking like in this well, let's, world let's right this now. <laughs> yeah, Brad, would you suck a dick to completion with balls included for $2 million cash right now? No, no taxes. No. 100% yes. You're no. saying Brad would or you would, Tom? I would. 100%. No. Would you really? No. Yes, I would suck a dick. And Tell, then me Tell me why. Tell me why. Is that why? Because you would just put it in like a mutual funds account and get your eight to twelve percent and just live off of that, and you'd thirty minutes of pain for the rest of your life of whatever the fuck you want. That would be stuck in my mind forever. I think Mm. I think I see where Tom's coming from. Think about it: thirty minutes of excruciating, embarrassing pain for for the rest of your life of fuckery. (laughs) Come on, Cody. I'm I imagine I'd be pretty good, so I'm gonna say fifteen minutes. You're so well, what dumb. If, what if the I guy's trying to make it last? You know so what I mean? Much. Like, it's one of those like a savory blowjob, like a savor uh, it. Why did we do this to ourselves? I, 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 the world's our oyster, and we chose <laughs> because of like people do say like if someone walked up to me right now and hand me money, I would probably do two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like that's the least I would take. Jesus, Tom. <laughs> That's the least I would take because that's a shit ton of money. <laughs> you could get a pretty dope used. I'm also thinking for that. about. Glad our the, lives aren't also, this complicated. I'm also thinking about some of the women I've been with and all the how nasty their shit was, and I'm like, hey, maybe a dick wouldn't be that bad compared to so and so. Oh no. <laughs> so, it's got the shivers, man. Sorry, ladies. I could just do it if I was drunk because if I'm drunk, if it has four limbs and a pulse, I'll usually. Touch it, blow it, <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for for free. <laughs> what are you What are you trying to say, big dog? Um. Okay. So final answer: at me, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Brad, what's your what's your money amount? Just money, nothing else. Don't overthink it. It'd be so circumstantial. I can't say. Uh, you said circumcised answer only. The, answer, Couldn't answer I just the, like pay someone else to do it? Answer the fucking question, dude. Answer the question. Nope. <laughs> okay. I'll say I'll say a one point seven five mil. I'll 1.75 do it for that. Mil. Okay, I'll do it for a bill. Okay, all right. For a billion dollars, was that so hard? There you no. Go. <laughs> Asshole, okay. just wait. I see what you did there. 
Yeah. But so you would suck a dick, though, is what you're saying. Fuck you're you such guys. a fag. <laughs> I I hate you guys. <laughs> oh shit, Thomas, Cody, you got any uh, any quick quick dating tips this week, or we gotta wait for Nick to come back, or what's what's the sitch on that? Yeah, give us a quick little slide tip on dating. All right, I got I got one I got one for you guys this week. Give it short to me. <laughs> It's a um, good one. I don't know. I guess so. We'll find out. Um, the best right. part about AIDS is you can't get it twice. <laughs> so once you have it, you're there's no worries. You're like, oh, I already got it. <laughs> can't get much worse than this. So okay, keep going. Give us one more tip. Brad doesn't like the AIDS or blowjob talk. Okay. The wow. uh, the other one. Give me one more. I have a theory that generally the bigger the areola, the dumber the person. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's good. That's fair. <laughs> prove someone prove me fucking wrong. Okay. Oh. Prove me wrong. That's a nipple, right? Yep. Well, the area around the nipple, but yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. Hmm. That's that's my theory. That's why I got good. super small nips. I mean, the point of Thomas dating advice is to lose listeners, and I mean, he <laughs> I hit fire with both of them, so yeah. that was a one-win. Yeah, so that's uh, my dating corner, uh, <laughs> AIDS really? and areolas. That's also a really um, good way to transition into the movie. Can you imagine someone who listened to our last episode, and this is their second, and they're like, I really like this show, and it took a really wrong... Really deep turn, dark turn. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Anyway. Okay. I'm still, I'm, I'm still right. thinking about blowjobs. The gentleman hit it. Mickey Pearson, played by Matthew McConaughey, is an American expatriate who became rich by building a marijuana empire in London. When word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business, it soon triggers an array of plots and schemes from those who want his fortune. Directed by Guy Ritchie, known for Snatch, Lockstock, and Two Smoking Barrels in the Sherlock Holmes movies. And... Kick it off with some general thoughts. What do you guys think? Uh, just to clarify, Cody, what does expatriate mean? Oh, yeah. I had to look it up. Expatriate means someone who lives outside of their native country. In this case, uh, Matthew McConaughey was born in the U.S., but like went to, I think, boarding school or something like that in Britain. I'll start. I'll kick it off. My general thoughts is, I know Brad gonna, was going to say this or will say it still, but it is very true. This movie was really a breath of fresh air from a lot of the movies that have been coming out and just like, I guess, uh, entertainment in general, it was just like, I had, I enjoyed watching it. It was a breath of fresh air. And I was like, that was freaking, I'm glad I saw that. Like I left, I left entertained. Like the the point of movies is to be entertained. Like job well done to the gentleman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Um, it was fucking, it was so good, man. I loved the writing. I thought that the writing was great. All their lines were fucking hilarious, dude. It was kind of hard to follow. I don't know if you guys experienced this, but for the first like five minutes, and like the, the first accents, twenty, yeah, yeah, I just like couldn't understand what they were saying, and then I think I like got used to it or something. Yeah, you like adapted to, to the the weird British the accent. So I kind of want to rewatch the beginning of it, but no, it was it was awesome, dude. The action scenes were great. It was really fucking funny. I was dying laughing, especially like with the lines and just like the situation. So, movie. not to interrupt, but there, I need to watch it again just because I know I missed some lines because I was laughing at some dude. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Like laughing so hard that you couldn't hear the next ones. Yeah, all the acting was great. Matthew McConaughey, like if you watch the preview, it says at his brilliant best, and I think that describes it pretty well. <laughs> he was, it was fucking great. So, so menacing. He plays a bad guy so well, but like a, yeah. like a smart bad guy. Last thing, I really dug the whole like gentleman vibe. I think it was a cool thought, like yeah. Al Capone style gangsters, but in the modern world in Britain. The movie <laughs> made me really want to try a beer and a pickled egg. <laughs> right? Can I, I get a pickled egg? I need one. Take yeah. it away, Brian. I fucking loved this movie. It was awesome. Like the more I think about it, the more I like it. Like Cody said, like it was a little slow in the beginning, but as soon as I knew every character and kind of what they represented, I was fucking mm-hmm. in. And this movie like had me. And everything it did was so like either funny or cool or changed what I thought was going to happen that it was like so perfectly done. And like, it was so hard for me to like, even think about anything I didn't like about this movie. 
this movie is fucking awesome and i feel like it's gonna hold up through the whole year i if it doesn't that means we had so many good movies because this movie was like so much fun to watch and it just got better and better and better and it like stacked 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 because Mm -hmm. all it did was mix stories and it changed things up to where like you thought it was going this way and it switched it up and went that way and it was just a fun fucking movie and I thought everything about it was great. And it was so hard for me to even, like, find something I didn't like about it. Yeah, dude. No, I agree completely I'm with so you. I'm so stoked, like, we did this movie. The funniest thing was leaving the theater and there was, like, some old people. And they're like, that movie was terrible, this and that. And I just wanted to, like, ask them, like, do you know what makes a good movie? Because this movie has every quality of a Why good movie. Why didn't you ask them? Because I didn't want to be mean to someone who's like 75 years old and about Were to die. Were you trying to think about how much you would accept for a blowjob? <laughs> no. Do you think they're even still alive? <laughs> Dude, one um, thing I really enjoyed about the movie, all the characters were just so unique. Like they, God, yes. There was no like continuity between any of them, but it was great. I really Not loved the uh, the Oklahoma boy, you know, like the billionaire. That, that scene at the beginning. Oh, sorry, I don't know if we're in spoilers yet, but I'll hold off. All right, Not yet. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, hold off. Yeah, like you guys said, it's it's a good movie. I think anyone that enjoys a movie or just likes watching a movie, this is 100% the movie for you. So um, I always base my movies off of rewatchability. Definitely going to rewatch this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, I apologize, everyone, because like I know that we do rate our movies really high and like we enjoy them <laughs> and stuff. Well... It's because we're picking good movies, I like to think, that are good. Like, we're not going to pick a shit movie. Like, we're not going to do a fucking review on Black Christmas, even though we should have. Yeah, occasionally we'll, like, pick a slump buster. But other than that, we're not trying to watch two out of tens every other week. And we're going for movies that we like, like action. But this movie, damn, it, like, stands out to me above all the movies we've done so far. Sam. Agreed. Besides, like, Star Wars, because I'm going to rewatch Star Wars a ton, but, like, this movie does stand out above others to me because I, I don't know, I just, something about it, it, it pulled me in and I was dialed in the whole freaking movie. There's so much about this movie that I thought was awesome. And I would say the hardest thing is just trying to find something that I didn't like about it. Yeah. And that's the best and, thing I could say about a movie. And, like, when we were talking about Jojo Rabbit, like, great movie, really artsy, very well done style and everything. That's, like, getting to the knit and grit of that kind of movie. You know, you kind of have to appreciate film for that movie, for Jojo right. Rabbit. Mm-hmm. This is just, like, put this put this on your TV and watch it. And you're yeah, gonna this happy. is gun and go. Yeah. It is so good. I'm so happy you recommended it, Cody. Like, yeah. So, uh, what's your guy's favorite line from the movie, or like some of the best lines? So Ooh, you, all right. To let, let me get know, into my notes. Had, yeah, this movie had some great one-liners. Too. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I was at the movie with Joanne and Logan, and we, when uh, the spoiler section by the now or right now, by the way, because I got to give some context here. But they uh, they accidentally kill their second guy in like a series of just crazy events that <laughs> is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyways, his name's. Fuck, and they like captured him and then uh long story short he runs away to, to escape capture and when he runs he accidentally jumps onto some train tracks and gets destroyed and then they're like you need to invest back, in some fucking parachutes yeah, oh. Matthew character's like, <laughs> so tell me again about the fuck boy that fell off the bridge and we just fucking died dude like literally i didn't hear the next like five minutes of the movie because i just couldn't stop laughing man and the words do not like give it context like it's so much better when you see it true yeah you have to see it it's fucking hilarious because the way we're in spoilers right yep oh yeah so no, you just said spoilers yeah no, sorry but the way that death happened to me it was like unexpected because he was like running away you know and it was like the two of them and he jumps over and then they're all no and I was like, oh shit, something bad's just... gonna happen. So he's like, he's like on the train tracks, and you're like, oh shit, he broke his legs. And then the fucking train comes, and you're like, well, he's dead. <laughs> Instantly, yeah. <laughs> Instantly, yeah. Because movie... every, everything they do is so calculated and suave, and then like shit just goes wrong on accident. Yeah, you know what I mean? At the perfect time. And yeah. it's like, you think one thing is gonna happen, and then like it totally like fucks up your like anticipation of what was gonna happen 
because you're like oh shit his legs are fucked up like they're gonna go talk to him or something and then a train just fucking steamrolls him and you're like oh shit the story just Mm -hmm. changed up again the movie like in a whole did such a good job at like throwing you those curveballs you thought it was going this way and then it switched it up and it did that like back and forth but it did it in like an unpredictable way i thought that's like what made it so much fun is as soon as I thought I knew what was going to happen, it did something different. Yeah. So the very beginning, we're not going to give that away because yeah. that really pulled me into the movie from the very beginning. The first five seconds of the movie, I was like, oh, I'm wait, you have you have my attention. I would say like the complaint with the movie is like the first 20 minutes is a little slow. But <clears throat> I think on a rewatch the first 20 minutes might be the most interesting because you can see where all the seeds are planted. Yeah, for me, it's not even worth critiquing, dude. I've had fun the entire movie. It's a movie that has a bunch of roads that lead to one main highway at the end. And that's what I enjoy about it is there's a bunch of different side stories going on. And it's also a movie, I'm a huge fan when movies break the fourth wall and they definitely do that without intending to but like by writing on the screen it's like you know what something is unintentionally yeah yeah they're not mm-hmm. actually speaking to us but they're being like hey but we intentionally know. Yeah. yeah and i i'm always i've always been a fan of that do you guys have yeah, any notes really on the movie no dude i was so fucking interested i didn't even take notes and then i went straight to doing I, something. So. as soon as i got home so i don't take notes when i watch but as soon as i get home I usually type up a bunch, so I got a couple different ones, if you guys are cool to hit on them. Yeah, I just wanted to say that the way that the movie, uh, the, the plot kind of developed was very cool to me. It was, you know, Fletcher telling Ray, yeah, he was telling him all the events and how he knew, uh, or how they had dirt on Matthew McConaughey's character, and he's like, no, I know all this, what are you talking about? So he's literally building up this entire, like, crazy drama that's happening Right, um, but then it keeps flashing back to the real time scene, and I just really thought that was cool. It all it felt like a revolving story around like the core, which was real time. Uh, it was cool, and it kept you guessing. Like you weren't even sure if you knew who was right or wrong. Like mm-hmm. up until the end. Oh, and we haven't mentioned Colin Farrell's character yet. The Irish fucking boxing coach. He's in his God. crew of goons. He's so my sad. first note. He's yeah, the best, dude. When you're talking about the fuckboy scene, like. I just remember, remember I just kept smacking him before he yeah. ran off. He's like, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> what yeah, the Colin fuck? Farrell, Colin Farrell wins, wins, uh, wins my favorite for sure. This movie, yeah. no, no questions. I legit so would want to watch like a little like mini series where it's just like Colin Farrell and all those boxing goons. And it's just mm-hmm. like his, you know, boxing club that he runs because they were all so good. And the yes. main black dude was actually a European rapper named uh bugsy malone yes and i thought he was really funny too when he's all <laughs> he called me a black cunt and he's all well you are black and you're a you cunt, cunt. <laughs> yeah but he he can't call me a black cunt that's racist <laughs> he's all well it's not really you could call him uh, something egyptian <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't take a, he wouldn't take offense to it <laughs> assuming it comes yeah. from the heart of course yeah, he's all, as long uh, as it comes from the heart. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I thought that was such a good line. And it kind of like stuck throughout the movie where it's like. Def- definitely, 100%. Colin Farrell is to the God. gentleman as um, Charlie is to the wild card in Always yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's the wild card of the movie <laughs> for sure. Yeah, speaking of wild card, man, I'm just gonna, I, got, I can't. <laughs> the scene when they fucking, they blackmail that editor of the fucking newspaper by putting him on a bunch of drugs and making him fuck a pig, dude. <laughs> and then they, they show him the video of it. You cannot see it. The face that was such it's it's okay. nightmare fuel, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so you can't like, see it. Once you've seen that, you see it forever. He's like, why? He did that? He's like, yeah, no, I watched it all night and I still can't fucking believe it happened. Can I unsee that? Nope. That'll be stuck in your mind forever. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was, that was like so fucking funny. Like, yeah. why did they come up with that, man? Colin Farrell and move. Charlie Hunnam's like back and forth was so perfect. 
Yeah, yeah, dude. Charlie Hunnam fucking killed it. He killed movie. it. I was going to say, so dude, good. like, he was 100% the anchor for this movie. I think absolutely. He, he overshadowed Matthew McConaughey, even. Like, he. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Damn, yeah. he plays a good fucking gangster, dude. And, like, he's my, he's he plays, my favorite. Yeah, he plays, like, someone in this movie. He plays as someone you're like, okay, he is very good at putting on a front. At, like, he always knows exactly. He's very calm and not emotional which makes him extremely dangerous in like a gangster kind of world where you don't yeah. know what the hell is going on in his head, but he's listening to you, but he's, you know, and just like, he's very stern. Like when there's a scene where a random kid kind of touches him and goes wait, And he like beats the <laughs> shit out of the kid and goes, you fucking touch with that hand again. You're going to lose it. No yeah, fucking junkie gets to touch your me. Fucking arm off. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, put your fucking arm off. No junkie gets to fucking touch me. Yeah. And you're just like, and you're like, damn, dude, he has like a set, uh, bound that, code, basically. Yeah. That whole scene too, where he's like, kind of like mm-hmm. giving them all like a little speech and he fucking sits down and he's like, I remember back in the day when we did it 50, 50 and he rolls a spliff, takes like a fat hit off of it and then tosses it and then starts talking to him again. I was like, God, he's the G of this movie. Yeah, and because he did it like junkies. so eloquently. Yeah, in front of a bunch of junkies, he's all, "This is how you like do your drugs, but handle your shit." In yeah, front of like, like a bunch of you, you know heroin junkies, it was so. Like you guys are all just like way good. too sad and like inside yourselves. Uh-huh. You guys need to fucking grow up and like deal with your emotions <laughs> like real people. Just fucking smoke some weed and get over it, <laughs> dude. He's so good. Yeah, and like to Thomas's point, he, he was so good at being like extremely badass but in like a way that was very unique because he was such like literally a gentleman you know what i mean which i really dug yeah, like i dug that like, was with the... thomas was saying really, he's got like he's got a code you know and he sticks to it mm-hmm. and that scene dude when they're when he's chasing the boy down the street and he's like stop being a fucking cunt and then the guy comes at him with the machete i did not expect him to have the silence mp5 there dude i was like that was, Fuck oh yeah, my man. god yeah. dude because i was like all right what's gonna happen here Yep. <laughs> and he just so. shoots it up in the sky. He's all, oh, <laughs> and so they cool. all run. And he's all, <laughs> to also Shoes notice, yeah, for this movie, uh, two things that I notice is um, one, I can know we're kind of jumping around and stuff, but there's just so much to talk about in this movie. Um, one of the things is that every main character has their own badass scene. Matthew McConaughey has his with like kind of like the freezer part and telling that guy what's going to happen, you know? Right. Um, we had the one with the the silencer and stuff like that's his badass scene. Uh, Colin gets his when in the very beginning of the intro when he beats the shit out of those kids. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, like was a badass in their own completely different way. And the thing that I really liked about this movie was it's it, what did, where did it take place exactly? England, Somewhere in the England. whole time, all over. So yeah. like where where guns are very 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 outlawed. So like you know. No, there's like hardly any guns in this movie because they're so outlawed. And that was cool. Yeah, and so I think like two things it did was like it mixes a movie where it could totally be a movie where it's just like all white men, you know? But instead it involves like different races, like it has Asians, blacks. It has two clearly gay guys involved in the main role. It doesn't have Yeah, it doesn't do it in a way that like pats itself on the back. It just does it in right. a way that it mixes everything. And that's I think that's point. so cool. Like in today's age, the, you know? Do you say the two main characters were gay? Two of the main characters Yeah, Hugh Grant's character and then the uh, Hugh the Grant and then the, the, the other guy. They were the both Jew. clearly I thought, gay. I was like I was like Matthew McConaughey is not gay in the movie. <laughs> but it does it in a way where it's not like so like just shoved in your face where it's like we're putting them here and there and it makes one of the strongest characters is the freaking female she like, was sick i love that their relationship whole payoff was so cool that yeah pistol dude that was so sick <laughs> yep that paperweight that five-year in prison paperweight it's like if anything weighs enough, it's a paper. Yeah, big yeah. shout out Michelle Dockery. Yeah, she was fucking yeah, cool, man. That it was had two so shots, a, gold, a golden fucking little tiny pistol. Was that a twenty-two round or was it smaller? Smaller. I think that was probably smaller. I don't know. But basically. Wow, custom made bullets. The, yeah, the movie ends basically tying it to uh, that it's because cool. of his wife, kind of. Oh, what? Like, what do you all, mean? All, all for his queen, like. Yeah, so everything he did was because of her, and like I thought that was cool because he's like, what does he say? Like when he lion. gets so mad, he's all, "You can do this and you can do that." 
and then when he gets like enraged he's all you have someone put your hands on my fucking wife and he like gets outraged and you feel that you're like yeah that's where like anyone would lose their shit my favorite part of that whole movie (laughs) was definitely they're just the matthew mcconaughey's relationship with his wife in the movie because i was like that that's what you need that you need fucking someone if you're gonna be married and you're gonna be in that life you need someone who can fucking one take care of themselves and hold you down yeah, yeah you can tell it like that is his fucking rock dude and the way they uh, mix, like, countryside, like, explaining, you know, the pot fields and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it mixed, like, the countryside of, like, Europe with kind of the rich, like, city side. But then you also, like, went to the slumps, you know, when they were, like, in mm-hmm. the ghetto mm-hmm. part. So you got, like, all three, like, sides of fucking England, but in the same movie. And it felt like it was all one world. It didn't feel like you were, like, you know, going in and out. It felt like you were in the same place. But you went in and out of these like different worlds of England, and it like did a really good job at like blending all these different worlds together and how they interconnect. Can't wait to watch it again. As soon as we left the movie theater, I looked at Logan and I was like, "Dude, I could watch that. Like, I could run that back right now." <laughs> yep, hundred percent. Right. So likes we already went over. We got to find like one dislike. Everyone, there's always has to be nothing's perfect. Dude, I'm different than you guys. I- if, if nothing pops into my head, I'm not going to go searching for one. My only, like, dislikes would be, like, it started out slow, but that's its own, like, it's not to its fault. It had to set up, you know, all these different characters. And so in the beginning, you're kind of like, you know, okay, this is, you know, like, jumping place to place. But if you rewatch it again, you're going to know everyone and it'll make more sense. Yeah. My only dislike is that it wasn't longer, dude. <laughs> like, oh my god, that makes. I could have, I could have, I could have kept. This watching movie could have gone. So if there yeah. wasn't another scene that was going to set up a second one, because they kind of hinted toward a second one, which fuck so yeah. There's your, there's your dislike. They could make this there's like your... a series. I mean, they they might have to force it if there's another one, but I think I think there's enough story left in there and enough what ifs that because there's a huge um, void with the Asians now, right? This the movie, like and his heir, dead. The movie did this thing where like you felt like you could like taste the movie. Because, like, I either, like, I wanted, like, you know, some of the whiskey they were drinking, or I wanted the Mm -hmm. steak they were eating, or I wanted the beer they were pouring. Like, every scene, like, kind of put you in the scene to where you, like, felt like you were, like, a character in that scene. And they did a really good job of, like, painting the scene. Yeah. And And the other cool thing is, like, this movie basically was based on one transaction. Just the, the Matthew McConaughey is trying to sell his business. And... I feel like a lot of drug movies and stuff, it's based around the drugs a lot. And this was more just like the weed wasn't even a part of the movie. We're like, I forgot that it was like, oh, he, he was a right. drug dealer for weed. Like, I kind of forgot that part. Insignificant. <laughs> and I you thought. Know, talk about the dialogue, dude. Like when they're walking through negotiating their terms. Like, you know what I'm talking about? That It was so fucking good. Like, I felt smarter yeah. listening to how they were talking to each other. <laughs> and yeah. they were like, that's not really what we were saying. What we were talking of, you know, like. They're like saying, like you know, we're, we were out. Why would I take other. half a smudge under <laughs> yeah. yard, uh, under happy yard? You're standing on yard. my bush right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the um the one scene that I thought was like such a fun twist was so when the Colin Farrell's goons, the boxing guys, are like robbing the place, and so the guards keep coming out. He's all, hey, these fucking wankers, they're trying to jack us, and they keep walking out. I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're so fucked. <laughs> and then they and get then their they asses get beat. beat. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good twist. By like the underground the... fight club. <laughs> yeah. And they film it. Underground fight club. He's all I got to say. Like, they, they were really re- well trained. They knew what they were doing. They could box. Yeah. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> in a way, like, it's this is like a fake world. Because, like, in any real world, like, you know, the people at that place have guns and stuff. And, like, in a real world, like, Colin Farrell doesn't run a fucking whole boxing gym full of guys that all listen to him. But this world was, like, painted so perfectly that everything was so believable. I'm just like, yep, that's what would happen. Uh, real quickly, what uh, what kind of drug lord would you be? Or, like, what would your ideal life as a drug lord be? Because this movie got me thinking about, like, he had his shit down to where he wasn't going to get caught or in trouble. But I also thought you have too many employees. So that was what would screw you over. The only thing I could think about for like a cool ideal drug Lord movie or something is like 
someone who from the very beginning never showed their face so no one knows who the person really is i thought that'd be like a cool storyline yeah that'd be like my ideal drug lord life whatever to be no one knows who the fuck i am (laughs) all right so you'd be like the guy that ran silk road that got arrested that'd be cool that's what i was thinking of though the you guys know what silk road is no what is it it was an online black market marketplace for any illegal contraband or like any contraband so people would sell drugs on there like it was basically where you would go if you wanted to order drugs on the internet. And there was billions and billions of dollars exchanged over it. But the guy that owned it tried to like order a hit on some people and ended up being fake. And then he got caught and arrested. And I think he's in prison. <laughs> but but dude, it's really... kind of like Silk Road because no one knew who he was. Yeah, well, he was he was a legitimate like gangster, dude. He moved so much drugs, but he he did it all just by making basically Craigslist for drugs online. And he, he got like a piece of every transaction on the dark web. Yeah, it's crazy. What about you, Brad? What kind of drug lord would you be like? What's something you think? Oh, I don't. That's the one scene I really liked is when he was, you know, like had the Asian guy. He like fed him the poison and he was throwing up and he was like straight like talking down on them. He's like, at least I chose a drug, you know, where people are safe and they're not going to die. And he's all, you chose a drug that kills people every day and you think you don't have a hand in that. You do. And I thought that was actually like a really like emotional like scene. Yeah. that like really hit and it was like yeah like he has a point you know at least his mm-hmm. drug doesn't fucking kill people and that like has like a really like cool point and like if you were gonna deal drugs would you rather deal one that doesn't kill people or is like the most dirty one of all like heroin and i guess i wouldn't want to do heroin yeah he even calls it out he's like i know you have higher profit margins on your drug on your drug that you sell but right kill people that was like Integrity. a really cool. Well, he's a gentleman, dude. That's like yeah, that's, yeah. that's what he is. <laughs> and he doesn't kill the guy. He just makes him sick and gives him two hours to think about what he's done. Right. Yeah, he's the lion, so, dude. Popular. God, it's so ah, oh, all the little... um. Last last one before we get into the actual rating. What is your guys' advice? Um, coffee. I was gonna say Every caffeine day. for Cody. Caffeine, man. I overdid it. I took four. I took three hundred thirty milligram pre workout the other day, and then had a cup of coffee after I worked out. <laughs> So it's like total 400 milligrams caffeine. And I had to call Thomas because like my heart was beating and I was sweating and shit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, that's way too much caffeine. Fucking idiot. I am, <laughs> I am like, a cardiac oh, nurse, okay. so it's okay. Okay, my bad. <laughs> uh, what did I have you do that worked? Go cut some oranges from my tree, tree and drink some freshly squeezed oranges. I don't worked know why perfectly. It works. It's a, it's, a, it's a trick that works if you sometimes feel too anxious from too much caffeine. Drink some... Or just too much stimulants or something. Drink orange juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, caffeine for sure for me. I can't. <laughs> I can't go much more than like twenty-four hours without caffeine. Um, my vice that I like wish I could still do is chewing tobacco. I really love mm. chewing. Um, just I'm like an orally fixated person, and like I love the fact that I could go to a movie and put a put a dip in. Um, I haven't chewed for like three months now, so. That's like my advice that I wish I could do, but I would say now my advice is probably actually also caffeine just because like something that actually changes, like, I guess like my mental state or whatever, it's going to be, it's going to be caffeine. Mm-hmm. Just like a stimulant kind of. Yeah. Um, it was like alcohol, but that's changed like over the past. So like now it's just, uh, that was like before chewing, but like, yeah, I would say caffeine probably. So, yeah, like a vice has to, it's kind of like a negative thing, right? It can't be like a. Yeah. I was, yeah, I would say like caffeine for me, but caffeine because I need caffeine to like go work out. And my vice is definitely like going to the gym, but I'm not doing that without caffeine. So, How often in do you a way. Gym, bro? Uh, I've been doing five days a week. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Way too much. I feel I feel good at three right now. Three's still good. I put Cody on the workout plan that I've been doing. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Especially if I, Cody's only going three, that's perfect. Yeah, I've been doing hardcore fucking keto the last two weeks, Brad. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Tom, send me the workout again. Uh, we gonna do ratings? Yeah, we can. You guys ready? Jump into ratings. Yep. All right, guys, let's hit our ratings on the gentleman. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. That'll be a little switch up. <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't want me to, I'll. 
I always go last. It's like you answered your own question. Uh, I'm going to give The Gentleman a 9 out of 10. I love The Gentleman. It was so fucking fun and awesome. And I honestly see this movie like being one of my favorite movies at the end of the year. And I'm really glad we went and saw it. 20 minutes into the movie, I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. And as the movie went on, I just like more and more enjoyed it. And by the time it ended, I was like, holy shit. That was such a fun movie, especially in January. It was a really good movie. I will go next, if that's all right with you, Thomas. And I Actually, I'm pretty fucking offended, so I'm going to go second. I'm just kidding. Go for it, Cody. You triggered, bro? I give it a 9.5. Ooh! Yeah, I I think I gave 1917 a 9.5 as well a week ago, or two weeks ago, or whenever that was, but... Dude, this was good. Like, I'm excited to watch it again. And it's got enough uniqueness to it where I think it'll be one of those ones that I'll always want to have around and I'll always just, you know, be down to watch it. So I love movies like that because those are the kind. I don't know where I'm going with that sentence. But, anyways, <laughs> I'm excited. 9.5 out of 10. Yeah. Brad, one more thing I wanted to add um, that you should. Um, I guess you can add this part into the. When we talk about the movie, I kind of forgot. But I don't usually pay attention to wardrobe. And I love the wardrobes in this movie. How everyone dressed. Yeah, they were fun. I like the way the boxers dressed. <laughs> the full-on yeah. jumpsuits. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> anywho, yeah, or you can just do that right here. That's just that little fun fact. The clothing in it is really cool. The full plaid um, suits from Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, I give this movie a 7.5. Uh, I'm just, yeah. No, this movie gets a 9 out of 10. God, I was like, what? Um, it made, this movie made me think that I need to be a little harsher on my grading because this is my favorite movie we've seen. And I'm like, well, I already have like another 9. And I'm like, okay, I need to be a little harsher on my grading. Like, this is now going to be my standard for 9. Because I'm going to be like, was it better than The Gentleman? That As good or if not better, then it can get a 9. And if it's yeah. not as good or if not better, it's not getting a 9. I'm sorry. Yeah. And this is my this is my baseline for what a nine out of ten is gonna be is like now nineteen seventeen drops down to an eight or like yeah, a seven point yep. five for me. Because like the film was cool and stuff, but holy fuck, this is what what is a nine out of ten. Yeah. This is by far my favorite movie we've done. Yeah. And like it's definitely up there. I loved Uncut Gems and these are like neck and neck. But besides that, like this movie was so much fun to watch. And like it, talking about it, like makes it funner and it was great. fun again. Seriously, to anyone like who's made it this far to the episode, if you haven't seen it and you have been spoiled, like go see it. It is such a fun movie, and I hope it like doesn't you know get missed out on because it's early in the year. Because this really is a good movie, and I think it'll hold up throughout the year as one of the best Un- ones. Yeah, unfortunately, it could be a sleeper. Yeah, which is. A shame, but no, I enjoyed it. That's all I have to say. Good fucking Fuck movie. Yeah. I'd like to say that Nick probably would have given it a nine as well. You think so? No, I just made that up completely. Nick probably would have hated it, dude. Probably. He would have been like, "Why didn't the movie's plot hey, do uh, uh, all ver- of these things instead ver- of all of verbal, those things?" Verbal, verbal, mean. Nick is Anakin. <laughs> you underestimate my power. <laughs> Yeah, Nick would have either really liked it or really hated it. I'm still gonna recommend it to him though, because I, I think Nick would like. I it. hope, I hope, and believe. I that he really would love hope. It. He'll think yeah. it's stupid. Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> be like, there's no way a guy can have this many underground things, and then with the 130 million, like, is that these pounds, and that equates over to US dollars, and he's American? It just doesn't make any sense, dude. I don't get it. Not for me. Nobody eats steak two days in a row. Like, come on. Like dumb movies about dumb <laughs> stories. I guess you'd like this movie. Who, like, pickled eggs don't even exist in London, actually. I looked it up. <laughs> Who eats pickled eggs? Yeah, fuck uh, Nick. Just kidding. But also, we love you, Nick. Kidding. We'll have to have him watch it and put in his little, we'll give him like a five-minute bit. Yeah. Another episode. <laughs> I think which, he'll like next, it, though. Next week, what are we doing? Let's, if you want me to pick another banger, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> Cody, you're on a hot streak. I, I say we let Cody pick the second it. one. <laughs> I haven't looked at what's coming out. No, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, let, let's let Cody pick. It can be something on Netflix or the movie, if it's okay with you, Brad. But like, yeah, I'm fine with know, whatever. Dude. You picked out a really good one now, and um, me and Brad were talking, kind of Cody, that uh, like 
so far, Ford versus Ferrari and the Irishman have been our two biggest uh, episodes. Mm. And it's definitely because of the movie, I would say. And so I'm trying to figure or Those are know. two high-profile movies. Mm-hmm. So I'd like, say more so than any other, any other movie that we've seen. And I think the Irishman was good because it was Netflix, so it was accessible. Yeah. You guys are ready to wrap it up? Oh, yeah. Okay, don't hop off right away. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Movie Stalkers. Catch us next week. We'll let you know what the episode's going to be. Until then, I am Brad, Thomas, Cody. Hey, thanks for watching. Or, what? Fuck. Listening. <laughs> I know our new uh, title. So, <laughs> um, all right. Enough. Later, later nerds. <laughs>